Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. Aloha, welcome back to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Gina Ryan, and I'm so happy to be with you again today as we consider the many ways to bring your mind and body back to its natural peace and calm. We offer a number of ways to help you with your journey, so I hope you're taking advantage of everything that we offer. You can subscribe to this twice-a-week podcast. You can join our free Facebook group. And if you sign up for our newsletter, you'll get more from me and advance notice of things that are coming up. Go to anxietycoachespodcast.com and check all that out. In today's episode, we'll be talking about three steps to deal with those intrusive thoughts. Intrusive thoughts are particularly scary. The things that we are afraid of can vary. And one of the words that I hear come up over and over again are people saying that they have crazy thoughts. And although we all know what we mean when we say that word, so I'm going to use it today because things that are crazy thinking feel like they are things that are uncharacteristic for us. Things we are just like, where did that come from? Those intrusive thoughts can be so disturbing. Again, they are very uncharacteristic for us, and that is why they bother us so much. And that fact that they're bothering us, irritating us, is what keeps us in the loop of that. If you have had intrusive thoughts, you notice that they're repetitive. It goes over and over and over. And the same kind of thought can come up over and over, or you can have one intrusive thought lead into another. And this state of adding more and more fuel to the fire each time we're involved with this intrusive thinking keeps us in the loop. And it is not only repetitive and disturbing, it's exhausting. Again, that state that we're in when we have all of those stress hormones raging through our body is similar to the feeling, like I have said before, by being chased by a wild animal. And the fact is that those hormones that are releasing and that feeling that we're getting is the way we're built. It's our humanness that is trying to keep us alive and get us to safety. But because we are not actually in a place where we need to get up and run, we never, we never resolve the whole cycle that seems to happen, right? The hormones come out, they, they get you up, they get you alert, they get you moving, you run away from the uh, wild animal, you get to safety, you take a deep breath and you're happy that you are finally safe and away and you can rest. We never do that. We just get another thought and another thought. It would be as if an animal was chasing its prey and the hunter is chasing the prey. The prey outwits the hunter. It gets to safety, whether down a hole or up a tree and it gets to safety, and it's so relieved and safe 
It recognizes safety. Its whole system starts to settle down and it takes about a minute and a half. It's the same minute and a half that we would experience, except what does the, the hunted, the prey do? The prey realized it was safe and that was it. We realize we are safe and we think other thoughts, other scary thoughts. It would be as if the prey was thinking, oh no, but maybe there's one up here in the tree. Oh no, maybe that the hunter got my my little brother or my mother. Um, it, it, the fact is in nature, we are the only ones that add more fuel to the fire. Once those animals are safe, they immediately go back down. Those hormones are expelled. Actually, they're burned off quite nicely by running, by getting to safety, and they feel safe and they acknowledge that and their body and hormones settle down. We don't do that. We keep the fire going. We worry. We project into the future. We ask questions. We think more scary thoughts. And that's what keeps us in the loop. And in that way, some of us can be in an anxious state all day long. No relief. The way to do that is to begin to recognize safety. When I say safety, you're thinking, well, all I was doing was having intrusive thoughts. That's right. It's the thoughts. There isn't even any danger. It's only thinking that is going on that is keeping that whole system and cycle raging. One of the things that, you know, we forget is that when our mind and body are so strongly moving us, like getting us to get up and act and move and get away, is if we were being chased by a wild animal, we would need that power behind us to get us to safety and to keep us moving. Don't turn around and look. Keep going. Keep going. But see, we don't have to get to safety. We are safe. So we are not expending the energy that we could by running, and we keep the fire burning and the scary thoughts going by thinking more thoughts. With intrusive thoughts, we often notice that it is the most outlandish and dangerous and fearful thoughts that uh, come, and they come at a fast pace again. It's because the mind-body thinks you need to get to safety, and so it's trying to keep you going, pushing, moving, get out of the way. So it's trying to keep you scared. I know it feels like, what? But I'm okay. Why is it trying to keep me scared? Because originally you got inflamed and you got scared, and the intrusiveness of the thoughts, the, the whole outlandishness of them is to keep you moving, get you going. Don't stop and look back at the wild animal chasing you. Just keep going. And it's almost like your mind saying, yes, and it's got um, huge fangs too, and it has big giant claws. Run faster, run faster. And so you can begin to see that our mind and body are now working against us. This is all built in to keep us safe. 
the problem is that we don't need to be safe from wild animals anymore. We're in a whole nother world. And our it's kind of like our whole system needs to catch up to the kind of lives that we are living right now. And so we have to do that ourselves by being cognizant of what is happening. One of the things that also keeps us in the cycle with intrusive thinking is that we get frustrated and more fearful of the kinds of thoughts that are coming, the more outlandish that they get or disturbing. Some of them are very disturbing. And so we get kind of fearful then because this is coming from us and we become like afraid of our own thoughts. And it can be very frustrating because it feels like there is nowhere to turn because it is our thinking that is keeping us locked up. And that just keeps us in the cycle of releasing more stress hormones. And um, this keeps us thinking about scary things or things keeping us in this endless cycle. Scary thoughts again. It's, you see the cycle. It's like it just keeps going, but there are ways to interrupt it. And I know that you can work on this because I've seen so many people be able to change this whole intrusive thought pattern. And it doesn't happen overnight. So please have patience. That is probably the biggest thing that you need to remember for yourself is to offer yourself the gift of patience with this. Because when you become impatient, you become frustrated, and that's starting to signal that there's something wrong. We want to keep you in the state of mind that I am safe, everything is all right, and my body can ride this out. So here's some of the things that you can do. We got three steps here. The first step will be to actually encase or contain the thought, right? You want to actually look at it. There's this intrusive thought that is coming up. Look for um, history in your life or evidence in your past that you have done this thing. I bet you're going to come up with a big zero, a big goose egg, How many times have you done this, whatever your intrusive thought is? You have to look at it like this. You have to contain the thought and really look closely at it like a scientist. We're not going to have any judgment here because those thoughts are scary, the ones that come up. And so just realize the mind is just capable of all kinds of thoughts. And I have heard so many intrusive thoughts that people have that I want to tell you there's probably not one that you could tell me that I would be surprised by. They are wild and they're wild on purpose. So look at the, look at this intrusive thought, contain it, hold it and look at it for some history or past evidence that you have actually done this thing or that you have done it in the past. Actually hold on to that. Say, yes, I have this evidence. And I, again, I'm going to tell you, I bet that you don't have evidence that you will do this really outlandish and disturbing thing that you are, that your mind is suggesting. Or what evidence do you have that you actually will lose it? Because that's an intrusive thought that people have quite often. That isn't even an action. It's something that's going to happen to your mind that you're going to lose it or go crazy or die right there on the spot. So you have to look, you have to be scientific about this and non-judgmental and look and say, what do I have for past evidence that this is true or that this will happen or that this has happened before, 
Really look at it that way. Your, your anxious mind does not want you to go there. It wants to just hold on to the fear to keep you moving again, right? It's trying to move you to safety. So you need to remind yourself that you are safe and that you are going to look at this thought non-judgmentally and look at your history for any evidence that this has happened before. Generally speaking, people who act out in these um, very scary or horrific ways that our mind is, is conjuring up, normally people who act in those ways are not in fear of the thoughts of doing that. If that, do you, do you understand that? Generally speaking, people who act out in a horrific manner do not fear the thought of such an impulsive action or worst case scenario. They are not thinking it about those things in the manner that you are. The reason it's so scary to you is because it's uncharacteristic to you. It isn't something that's that you would do. It isn't something that you think about doing on a normal basis. You have no history or evidence with this. That's important to see. The actual idea of being afraid of a thought already has you thinking out the possible consequences of the thought or the action. And it has you conscious of your actions. That doesn't sound like someone who is actually going to do a horrific thing. What evidence do you have that you will or have done this intrusive thought? It's important. Have you gone crazy before? Have you caused harm before? You want to actually see where the the evidence is. This is a way of bringing some a reality check to this runaway intrusive thinking. We don't want to go to a place where we're focusing on eliminating the feelings that these thoughts produce. The thoughts and therefore the feelings are not grounded in truth. And so we just need to recognize that that what is happening is not grounded in truth. It is a wild thought. It is something that the mind has conjured up. And just because it's coming out of our mind does not make it true. Again, contain the thought and let it be. Set it on the back burner as we talk about. Put it back. Let it be there and You can look back on it at another time. You can check in on it at another time if there's a reason to, if there's evidence that is pointing to you do, you need to check in with that. There probably will not be because these thoughts are not based in any truth in your life. The second thing that we can do here and think about is to ease up these intrusive thoughts is to accept the symptoms. The symptoms are overstimulation and they will die down. As I talked about in the last podcast where they die down, it's a minute and a half naturally for animals and us to get to safety and then have those symptoms die down. The the hormonal cascade will die down as long as we don't refeed it. But if we continue to feed the release of stress hormones by being afraid and trying to run, escape, or control these thoughts, see, this is the big one with the thoughts, is that we get overstimulated and 
releasing more stress hormones by trying to control these thoughts. We need to just accept the symptoms that they are causing and let it be because we told ourselves in the last step that these thoughts are not grounded in truth. We have no evidence of ever doing or think or acting in these ways. And so we just need to accept the symptoms for the moment and let them burn out. The third thing that we can do is to get mindful again, bringing ourselves back into the present moment. We need to do this over and over and over again with so many things with our anxiety panic that it bears repeating. Bring your mind back to the moment just as you would when it wanders away again and it goes to the intrusive thought because that's where it's going to go. It's going to go to the scariest place. That's like the brightest sparkly thing. It's going to go over there. You just need to bring it back to the present moment again. Whatever it is you're doing, it doesn't matter if you're just sitting and staring out the window at a beautiful tree or a cloud. Just bring your thoughts back to the present moment. They're going to race off to the intrusive thought again. Bring them back to staring out the window at the beautiful tree or the cloud. One of the things that happens here is that we get very frustrated or people can even get angry with themselves and get hard on yourself and judgmental. And this only causes more stress and more release of stress hormones, keeping the cycle going. If you can start to see this, you know, people wonder why do we talk so much about self-compassion and self-care and being able to stop shooting ourselves with the second arrow, it's because those things keep the anxiety alive. The lack of the self-compassion and the lack of self-care are all, what we want to keep doing are things that remind our mind and body that we are safe, that all is well, that maybe we are uncomfortable, and maybe we are distressed, but we are not in danger and that these things will pass. So what's called for here is self-compassion, like I said, and a non-judgmental nature. This takes some practice. So we want to be easy on ourselves with the fact that we don't have a lot of self-compassion. We want to have compassion for that. And we want to be non-judgmental because if we are hard on ourselves, we're only keeping ourselves in the cycle. So that's a way to remind yourself, whoop, there I go again. And be, you know, I like the idea of doing it with some humor because you can't be laughing about something or being light about something and being heavy and dark about it at the same time. So if you have any chance that you can infuse a little lightness or a little humor into it, please, please do it. Do it with a little bit of a smile. Working with our intrusive thoughts is very difficult and it's very challenging. So you need to have extra kindness for yourself as you work your way through this. It's going to take time. It's going to take repetitive action. I know on many of the podcasts, it's me saying the same things over and over again, because at one point, All of a sudden, it's like the light bulb goes off and you get it. You just 
And you don't get it so much in your mind, but you get it in your body. It's like it sunk in. It dropped down from your head down to your heart and you can just embody it. And again, the self-compassion and the ability to not judge ourselves as we're moving through this really heavy and challenging time is like a salve to your soul. So please be kind to yourself. Take care of yourself. Use your self-care. Get enough rest. Eat well. Don't drink caffeine. You know all the things that we talk about on here. And when those intrusive thoughts come up, let's use these three tips. Contain the thought. Look for evidence of when this has happened, when you have done this thing. Really challenge it by being the scientist, non-judgmentally, but say, where's the evidence? Where, where do I see that I have done this before? And not had the intrusive thought, but had the action. The second thing is to be able to accept the symptoms. Don't try to push them away. They're already happening. That hormonal cascade cannot be stopped. It can run its course and it can run its course a lot faster when we don't add more fuel to it. So accept the symptoms. And finally, get mindful. Get back to the present moment. And we do that over and over and over again. I actually had a client today, and I recall myself saying to him, it's like bringing a little puppy back over and over again. You bring the puppy to sit and the puppy sees something moving and chases it. You bring it back. And that's how our mind is. It's like a little puppy. It needs to be brought back again. And we don't do it with harshness or anger. We do it non-judgmentally and with some self-compassion. I hope this has been helpful for you. And I so want each and every one of you to know that this is not a life sentence. You can get through this. If all the people that I have helped get through this have done it, you can do it too. That's it for today's episode. And before I read today's quote, I want to put out a personal invitation to those of you who would like to take your healing and your clearing of your anxiety panic to another level. If you are not someone who wants to join a group coaching program, you may be interested in joining in with me on Coaching One-on-One. You can learn more about that at the website, anxietycoachespodcast.com, and go to the one-on-one coaching page. You can set up a free 15-minute call with me to see if this is the right direction for you at this time, and if I am the right person to work with you. We can sort these things out. So feel free to send me an email, anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com with coaching in the subject, and I'll be sure to get back with you, get that appointment set up for the free 15-minute call, and we'll take it from there. No need to have this drag on forever. You can clear this anxiety panic now. I look forward to hearing from you. And now for today's quote. Rather than being your thoughts and emotions, be the awareness behind them. And that's from Eckhart Tolle. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. 
Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 